Section thirty eight of the Journals of Robert Falcon Scott, Volume One, by Robert Falcon Scott. This is a LibriVox recording. Section thirty eight, Chapter eighteen, The Summit Journey to the Pole, Part One. A fresh manuscript book. On the fly leaf, ages, self forty three, Wilson thirty nine, Evans, petty officer. 37, Oates, 32, Bowers, 28, Average, 36. Friday, December the 22nd, Camp 44, about 7,100 feet. Temperature, minus 1 degrees. Barometer, 22.3. This, the third stage of our journey, is opening with good promise. We made our depot this morning then said an affecting farewell to the returning party, who have taken things very well, dear good fellows as they are. Then we started with our heavy loads about nine-twenty, I in some trepidation, quickly dissipated as we went off, and up a slope at a smart pace. The second sledge came close behind us, showing that we have weeded the weak spots and made the proper choice for the returning party. We came along very easily, and lunched at one, then the sledge-meter had to be repaired, and we didn't get off again until 3.20, camping at 6.45. Thus, with seven hours marching, we covered ten and a half miles, geographical, twelve statute. Observations. Latitude 85 degrees 13 and a half minutes. Longitude 161 degrees 55 minutes. Variation 175 degrees 46 minutes east. Tomorrow we march longer hours, about nine, I hope. Every day the loads will lighten, and so we ought to make the requisite progress. I think we have climbed about two hundred and fifty feet today, but thought it more on the march. We look down on huge pressure ridges to the south and southeast, and in fact all round except in the direction in which we go, southwest. We seem to be travelling more or less parallel to a ridge which extends from Mount Darwin. Ahead of us to-night is a stiffish incline, and it looks as though there might be pressure behind it. It is very difficult to judge how matters stand, however, in such a confusion of elevations and depressions. This course doesn't work wonders in change of latitude, but I think it is the right track to clear the pressures. At any rate, I shall hold it for the moment. We pass one or two very broad, thirty feet, bridged crevasses with the usual gaping sides. They were running pretty well in north and south direction. The weather has been beautifully fine all day, as it was last night. Night temperature minus nine degrees. This morning there was an hour or so of haze, due to clouds from the north. Now it is perfectly clear, and we get a fine view of the mountain behind which Wilson has just been sketching. Saturday, December the 23rd, lunch. Barometer 22.1. Rise 370? Question mark. Started at 8, steering southwest. Seemed to be rising, and went on well for about three hours. Then got amongst bad crevasses and hard waves. We pushed on to southwest, but things went from bad to worse, and we had to haul out to the north, then west. West looks clear for the present, but it is not a very satisfactory direction. We have done eight and a half geographical, a good march. 
Temperature minus three degrees, southerly wind force two. The comfort is that we are rising. On one slope we got a good view of the land and the pressure ridges to the southeast. They seemed to be disposed en echelon, and gave me the idea of shearing cracks. They seem to lessen as we ascend. It is rather trying having to march so far to the west, but if we keep rising we must come to the end of the obstacles some time. Saturday night, Camp 45, temperature minus 3 degrees, barometer 21.61. Rise, question mark, height about 7,750. Great vicissitudes of fortune in the afternoon march. Started west up a slope, about the fifth we have mounted in the last two days. On top, another pressure appeared to the left, but less lofty and more snow-covered than that which had troubled us in the morning. There was temptation to try it, and I had been gradually turning in its direction, but I stuck to my principle and turned west up yet another slope. On top of this we got on the most extraordinary surface. Narrow crevasses ran in all directions. They were quite invisible, being covered with a thin crust of hardened neve, without a sign of crack in it. We all fell in one after another, and sometimes two together. We have had many unexpected falls before, but usually through being unable to mark the run of the surface appearances of cracks, or where such cracks are covered with soft snow. How a hardened crust can form over a crack is a real puzzle. It seems to argue extremely slow movement. Dead reckoning 85 degrees 22 minutes 1 second south, 159 degrees 31 minutes east. In the broader crevasses this morning we noticed that it was the lower edge of the bridge which was rotten, whereas in all in the glacier the upper edge was open. Near the narrow crevasses this afternoon we got about ten minutes on snow, which had a hard crust and loose crystals below. It was like breaking through a glasshouse at each step. But quite suddenly at 5 p.m. everything changed. The hard surface gave place to regular sastrugi and our surface levelled in every direction. I hung on to the south-west till 6 p.m., and then camped with a delightful feeling of security that we had at length reached the summit proper. I am feeling very cheerful about everything tonight. We marched 15 miles, geographical, over 17 statute, today, mounting nearly 800 feet, and all in about eight and a half hours. My determination to keep mounting, irrespective of course, is fully justified, and I shall be indeed surprised if we have any further difficulties with crevasses or steep slopes. To me, for the first time, our goal seems really in sight. We can pull our loads and pull them much faster and farther than I expected in my most hopeful moments. I only pray for a fair share of good weather. There is a cold wind now, as expected, but, with good clothes and well-fed as we are, we can stick a lot worse than we are getting. I trust this may prove the turning point in our fortunes, for which we have waited so patiently. Sunday, December the 24th. Lunch. Barometer 21.48. Question mark rise. 160 feet. Christmas Eve. Seven and a quarter miles geographical, due south and a rise, I think, more than shown by barometer. This in five hours, on the surface which ought to be a sample of what we shall have in the future. With our present clothes it is a fairly heavy plod, but we get over the ground, which is a great thing. 
a high-pressure ridge has appeared on the port bow. It seems isolated, but I shall be glad to lose sight of such disturbances. The wind is continuous from the south-south-east, very searching. We are now marching in our wind-blouses, and with somewhat more protection on the head. Barometer 21.41. Camp 46. Rise for the day, about 250 feet, or 300 feet. Hypsometer 8,000 feet. The first two hours of the afternoon march went very well. Then the sledges hung a bit, and we plodded on and covered something over 14 miles geographical in the day. We lost sight of the big pressure ridge, but to-night another smaller one shows fine on the port bar, and the surface is alternately very hard and very soft, dips and rises all round. It is evident we are skirting more disturbances, and I sincerely hope it will not mean altering course more to the west. Fourteen miles in four hours is not bad, considering the circumstances. The southerly wind is continuous and not at all pleasant in camp, but on the march it keeps us cool. Temperature minus three degrees. The only inconvenience is the extent to which our faces get iced up. The temperature hovers about zero. We have not struck a crevasse all day, which is a good sign. The sun continues to shine in a cloudless sky. The wind rises and falls, and about us is a scene of wildest desolation. But we are a very cheerful party, and to-morrow is Christmas Day, with something extra in the hooch. Monday, December the 25th. Christmas. Lunch. Barometer 21.14. Rise 240 feet. The wind was strong last night and this morning. A light snowfall in the night. A good deal of drift. Subsiding when we started, but still about a foot high. I thought it might have spoilt the surface, but for the first hour and a half we went along in fine style. Then we started up a rise, and to our annoyance found ourselves amongst crevasses once more. Very hard, smooth neve, between high ridges at the edge of crevasses, and therefore very difficult to get foothold to pull the sledges. We got our ski-sticks out, which improved matters, but we had to tack a good deal, and several of us went half down. After half an hour of this, I looked round and found the second sledge halted some way in rear. Evidently someone had gone into a crevasse. We saw the rescue work going on, but had to wait half an hour for the party to come up, and got mighty cold. It appears that Lashley went down very suddenly, nearly dragging the crew with him. The sledge ran on, and jammed the span, so that the alpine rope had to be got out, and used to pull Lashley to the surface again. Lashley says the crevasse was fifty feet deep and eight feet across, in form U, showing that the word unfathomable can rarely be applied. Lashley is forty-four today, and as hard as nails. His fall has not even disturbed his equanimity. After topping the crevasse ridge, we got on a better surface and came along fairly well, completing over seven miles, geographical, just before one o'clock. We have risen nearly two hundred and fifty feet this morning, the wind was strong, and therefore trying, mainly because it held the sledge. It is a little lighter now. Night, camp number 47, barometer 21.18, temperature minus 7 degrees. I am so replete that I can scarcely write. After sundry luxuries, such as chocolate and raisins at lunch, we started off well, but soon got amongst crevasses, huge snowfields, roadways running almost in our direction, 
and across hidden cracks into which we frequently fell. Passing for two miles or so along between two roadways, we came on a huge pit with raised sides. Is this a submerged mountain peak, or a swirl in the stream? Getting clear of crevasses and on a slightly downgrade, we came along at a swinging pace. Splendid! I marched on till nearly seven-thirty, when we had covered fifteen miles, geographical, seventeen and a quarter, statute. I knew that supper was to be a tightener, and indeed it has been, so much that I must leave description till the morning. Dead reckoning, latitude eighty-five degrees fifty minutes, south, longitude hundred fifty-nine degrees eight minutes two seconds east, barometer twenty-one point two two. Towards the end of the march we seem to get into better condition. About us the surface rises and falls on the long slopes of vast mounds or undulations, no very definite system in their disposition. We camped halfway up a long slope. In the middle of the afternoon we got another fine view of the land. The Dominion Range ends abruptly, as observed. Then come two straits and two other masses of land. Similarly, north of the wild mountains is another strait and another mass of land. The various straits are undoubtedly overflows, and the masses of land mark the inner fringe of the exposed coastal mountains, the general direction of which seems about south-south-east, from which it appears that one could be much closer to the pole, on the barrier, by continuing on it to the south-south-east. We ought to know more of this when Evans's observations are plotted. I must write a word of our supper last night. We had four courses. The first, pemmican, full whack, with slices of horse-meat, flavoured with onion and curry-powder, and thickened with biscuit. Then an arrowroot, cocoa, and biscuit hooch, sweetened. Then a plum-pudding. Then cocoa with raisins. And finally a dessert of caramels and ginger. After the feast it was difficult to move. Wilson and I couldn't finish our share of plum-pudding. We've all slept splendidly, and feel thoroughly warm. Such is the effect of full feeding. Tuesday, December the 26th. Lunch. Barometer, 21.11. Four and three-quarter hours. Six and three-quarter miles. Geographical. Perhaps a little slow after plum pudding, but I think we are getting on to the surface which is likely to continue the rest of the way. There are still mild differences of elevation, but generally speaking the plain is flattening out. No doubt we are rising slowly. Camp 48. Barometer 21.02. The first two hours of the afternoon march went well. Then we got on a rough rise, and the sledge came badly. Camped at 6.30. Sledge coming easier again at the end. It seems astonishing to be disappointed with a march of fifteen statute miles, when I had contemplated doing little more than ten with full loads. We are now at the 86th parallel. Observations 86 degrees 2 minutes south, 160 degrees 26 minutes east. The temperature has been pretty consistent of late. Minus 10 degrees to minus 12 degrees at night, minus 3 degrees in the day. The wind has seemed milder today. It blows anywhere from south-east to south. I had thought to have done with pressures, but to-night a crevasse slope appears on our right. We shall pass well clear of it, but there may be others. The undulating character of the plain causes a great variety of surface, owing, of course, to the varying angles at which the wind strikes the slopes. We were half an hour late, starting this morning. 
which accounts for some loss of distance, though I should be content to keep up an average of thirteen miles geographical. Wednesday, December the 27th, lunch, barometer 21.02. The wind light this morning, and the pulling heavy. Everyone sweated, especially the second team, which had great difficulty in keeping up. We have been going up and down, the upgrades very tiring, especially when we get amongst the struji, which jerk the sledge about. But we have done seven and a quarter miles, geographical. A very bad accident this morning. Bowers broke the only hypsometer thermometer. We have nothing to check our two aneroids. Night camp 49, barometer 20.82, temperature minus 6.3 degrees. We marched well after lunch on a soft snowy surface, then came to slippery hard sastrugi and kept a good pace. But I felt this meant something wrong, and on topping a short rise we were once more in the midst of crevasses and disturbances. For an hour it was dreadfully trying. Had to pick a road, tumbled in crevasses, got jerked about abominably. At the summit of the ridge we came into another pit, or whirl, which seemed the centre of the trouble. Is it a submerged mountain peak? During the last hour and a quarter we pulled out onto soft snow again, and moved well. Camped at 6.45, having covered thirteen and a third miles, geographical, Steering the party is no light task. One cannot allow one's thoughts to wander as others do, and when, as this afternoon, one gets amongst disturbances, I find it very worrying and tiring. I do trust we shall have no more of them. We have not lost sight of the sun since we came on the summit. We should get an extraordinary record of sunshine. It is monotonous work, this. The sledge-meter and theodolite govern the situation. Thursday, December the 28th, lunch. Barometer 20.77. I start cooking again tomorrow morning. We have had a troublesome day, but have completed our 13 miles, geographical. My unit pulled away easy this morning, and stretched out for two hours. The second unit made heavy weather. I changed with Evans, and found the second sledge heavy. Could keep up, but the team was not swinging with me, as my own team swings. Then I changed Petty Officer Evans for Lashley. We seemed to get on better, but at the moment the surface changed, and we came up over a rise with hard sastrugi. At the top we camped for lunch. What was the difficulty? One theory was that some members of the second party were stale, another that all was due to the bad stepping and want of swing, another that the sledge pulled heavy. In the afternoon we exchanged sledges, and at first went off well, but getting into soft snow we found a terrible drag, the second party coming quite easily with our sledge. So the sledge is the cause of the trouble, and talking it out I found that all is due to want of care. The runners ran excellently, but the structure has been distorted by bad strapping, bad loading this afternoon, and only managed to get twelve miles. Geographical. The very hard pulling has occurred on two rises. It appears that the loose snow is blown over the rises, and rests in heaps on the north-facing slopes. It is these heaps that cause our worst troubles. The weather looks a little doubtful. A good deal of cirrus cloud in motion over us, radiating east and west. The wind shifts from south-east to south-south-west, rising and falling at intervals. It is annoying to the march as it retards the sledges, but it must help the surface, I think and so hope for better things to-morrow. The marches are terribly monotonous. 
one's thoughts wander occasionally to pleasanter scenes and places but the necessity to keep the course or some hitch in the surface quickly brings them back there have been some hours of very steady plodding to-day these are the best part of the business they mean forgetfulness and advance saturday december thirtieth barometer twenty point four two lunch night camp fifty two barometer twenty point three six rise about hundred and fifty a very trying tiring march and only eleven miles geographical covered wind from the south to southeast not quite so strong as usual the usual clear sky we camped on a rise last night and it was some time before we reached the top this morning this took it out of us as the second party dropped i went on six and a half miles and the second party was somewhere astern and lunched we came on in the afternoon the other party still dropping camped at six thirty they at seven fifteen we came up another rise with the usual gritty snow towards the end of the march for us the interval between the two rises some eight miles was steady plodding work which we might keep up for some time to-morrow i am going to march half a day make a depot and build the ten feet sledges the second party is certainly tiring it remains to be seen how they will manage with the smaller sledge and lighter load the surface is certainly much worse than it was fifty miles back temperature minus ten degrees we have caught up shackleton's dates everything would be cheerful if i could persuade myself that the second party were quite fit to go forward sunday december thirty first new year's eve twenty point seventeen height about nine thousand one hundred and twenty six temperature minus ten degrees camp fifty three corrected aneroid the second party depoted its ski and some other weights equivalent to about a hundred pounds i sent them off first they marched but not very fast we followed and did not catch them before they camped by direction at one thirty by this time we had covered exactly seven miles geographical and we must have risen a good deal we rose on a steep incline at the beginning of the march and topped another at the end showing a distance of about five miles between the wretched slopes which give us the hardest pulling but as a matter of fact we have been rising all day we had a good full brew of tea and then set to work stripping the sledges that didn't take long but the process of building up the ten fleet sledges now in operation in the other tent is a long job evans petty officer and crean are tackling it and it is a very remarkable piece of work certainly petty officer evans is the most invaluable asset to our party to build a sledge under these conditions is a fact for special record evans lieutenant has just found the latitude eighty six degrees fifty six minutes south so that we are pretty near the eighty-seventh parallel aimed at for to-night we lose half a day but i hope to make that up by going forward at much better speed this is to be called the three-degree depot and it holds a week's provisions for both units there is extraordinarily little mirage up here and the refraction is very small except for the seamen we are all sitting in a double tent the first time we have put up the inner lining to the tent seems to make us much snugger ten p m the job of rebuilding is taking longer than i expected but it is now almost done the ten feet sledges look very handy we had an extra drink of tea and are now turned into our bags in the double tent five of us as warm as toast and just enough light to write or work with did not get to bed till two a m 
observations, 86 degrees 55 minutes 47 seconds south, 165 degrees 5 minutes 48 seconds east, variation, 175 degrees 40 minutes east, morning barometer 20.08. Monday, January the 1st, 1912, New Year's Day. Lunch. Barometer, 20.04. Roused hands about 7.30 and got away 9.30. Evans's party going ahead on foot. We followed on ski. Very stupidly, we had not seen to our ski shoes beforehand, and it took a good half hour to get them right. Wilson especially had trouble. When we did get away, to our surprise, the sledge pulled very easily and we made fine progress, rapidly gaining on the foot-haulers. Night Camp 54, barometer 19.98, risen about 150 feet, height about 9,600 above barrier. They camped for lunch at five and a half miles and went on easily, completing 11.3 geographical by 7.30. We were delayed again at lunch camp, Evans repairing the tent, and I the cooker, we caught the other party more easily in the afternoon, and kept alongside them the last quarter of an hour. It was surprising how easily the sledge pulled. We have scarcely exerted ourselves all day. We have been rising again all day, but the slopes are less accentuated. I had expected trouble with ski in hard patches, but we found none at all. Temperature minus fourteen degrees. The temperature is steadily falling, but it seems to fall with the wind. We are very comfortable in our double tent. Stick of chocolate to celebrate the new year. The supporting party not in very high spirits. They have not managed matters well for themselves. Prospects seem to get brighter. Only a 170 miles to go, and plenty of food left. Tuesday, January the 2nd. Temperature minus 17 degrees. Camp 55. Height about 9,980. At lunch, my aneroid reading over scale, 12,250. Shifting hand to read 10,250. Proposed to enter heights in future with correction as calculated at end of book, minus 340 feet. The foot party went off early, before eight, and marched till one, again from 2.35 to 6.30. We started more than half an hour later on each march, and caught the others easily. It's been a plod for the foot people, and pretty easy going for us, and we have covered thirteen miles, geographical. Temperature minus eleven degrees, observations eighty-seven degrees twenty minutes eight seconds south, hundred and sixty degrees forty minutes fifty-three seconds east, variations hundred and eighty degrees. The sky is slightly overcast for the first time since we left the glacier. The sun can be seen already through the veil of stratus, and blue sky round the horizon. The Sestrugi have been all from the south-east today, and likewise the wind, which has been pretty light. I hope the clouds do not mean wind or bad surface. The latter became poor towards the end of the afternoon. We have not risen much today, and the plain seems to be flattening out. Irregularities are best seen by Sestrugi. A skewer gull visited us on the marsh this afternoon. It was evidently curious, kept on lighting on the snow ahead and fluttering a few yards as we approached. It seemed to have had little food, an extraordinary visitor, considering our distance from the sea. Wednesday, January the 3rd. Height. Lunch, 10,110. Night, 10,180. 
Camp 56. Temperature minus 17 degrees. Minimum minus 18.5 degrees. Within 150 miles of our goal. Last night I decided to reorganise, and this morning told off Teddy Evans, Lashley and Crean, to return. They are disappointed, but take it well. Bowers is to come into our tent, and we proceed as a five-man unit to-morrow. We have five and a half units of food, practically over a month's allowance for five people. It ought to see us through. We came along well on ski today, but the foothaulers were slow, and so we only got a trifle over twelve miles, geographical, very anxious to see how we shall manage to-morrow. If we can march well with the full load, we shall be practically safe, I take it. The surface was very bad in patches to-day, and the wind strong. Latitude 87 degrees 32 minutes. A last note from a hopeful position. I think it's going to be all right. We have a fine party going forward, and the arrangements are all going well. Thursday, January the 4th. Temperature minus 17 degrees. Lunch. Temperature minus 16.5 degrees. We were naturally late getting away this morning, the sledge having to be packed and arrangements completed for separation of parties. It is wonderful to see how neatly everything stows on a little sledge, thanks to Petty Officer Evans. I was anxious to see how we could pull it, and glad to find we went easily enough. Bowers on foot pulls between, but behind Wilson and myself. He has to keep his own pace, and luckily does not throw us out at all. The second party had followed us in case of accident, but as soon as I was certain we could get along, we stopped and said farewell. Teddy Evans is terribly disappointed, but has taken it very well and behaved like a man. Poor old Crean wept, and even Lashley was affected. I was glad to find their sledges a mere nothing to them, and thus, no doubt, they will make a quick journey back. Since leaving them, we have marched on till 1.15, and covered 6.2 miles, geographical. With full marching days, we ought to have no difficulty in keeping up our average. Night camp 57, temperature minus 16 degrees, height 10,280. We started well on the afternoon march, going a good speed for one and a half hours. Then we came on a stratum covered with loose sandy snow, and the pulling became very heavy, we managed to get off twelve and a half miles, geographical, by 7 p.m., but it was very heavy work. In the afternoon the wind died away, and tonight it is flat calm, the sun so warm that in spite of the temperature we can stand about outside in the greatest comfort. It is amusing to stand thus and remember the constant horrors of our situation as they are painted for us. The sun is melting the snow on the ski, etc. The plateau is now very flat but we are still ascending slowly. The Sustrugi are getting more confused, predominant from south-east. I wonder what is in store for us. At present, everything seems to be going with extraordinary smoothness, and one can scarcely believe that obstacles will not present themselves to make our task more difficult. Perhaps the surface will be the element to trouble us. End of chapter 18, part 1